As we reflect on the impact of COP26, one question asked in coverage was whether the UK was a good or bad COP26 host. To ponder this in more detail, I'm joined by Building Surveying Programme Leader James Ritson and CERS HE Programme Leader Hazel Lobo. James will be debating on behalf of the UK being a good host and Hazel will be arguing against the UK being a good host. James and Hazel have three minutes to put forward their case. I will hit the bell when that time has elapsed. There will then be an opportunity for them to ask one question each with answers lasting a maximum of one minute. Again, the bell dictating when time is up. After each argument and Q&A, I'll give you both 30 seconds to provide a closing statement, at which point the podcast will end and then it is over to you, our listeners, to decide who has made the most compelling case by voting on our poll. So first up, we have James arguing on behalf of the UK being a good COP26 host. And your three minutes start now. Thank you very much. I think that uh, the UK was a good host for COP26. Why? Because despite of all of the problems with COVID and the restrictions and the uh, political debates going on, they're able to provide a suitable uh, venue and occasion. And the one thing we must remember that this was a joint conference. It wasn't just the UK, it was Italy hosting as well. And I think there was a much more important factor on here that we need to discuss. And that is that the UK was a suitable host because of its uh, performance in sustainability. It's very uh, fashionable right now to declare that the UK is terrible at everything. Of all of our problems are well reported. But actually, as academics, we need to look at the facts and we need to look at the data. There are very few countries that could take the UN Sustainable Development Goals and wholeheartedly perform good or very good in all of them. Well, there is examples for every single development goal of another country doing better than us. What you don't see very often is a, de- a highly developed, economically powerful country with our population density that performs so well throughout. In a recent sustainability poll conducted by Yale University, the Environmental Performance Index, which measures nations across 32 performance indicators from climate change mitigation to air quality, the UK this year came fourth in the world. Although it is very fashionable, like I said, to derogate and and to make sure that we uh, are seen to be a failing or, 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 or poor performing country, actually what we do perform very well at is sustainability. We are one of the world leaders now in sustainable energy, contrary to what you probably read. We are already probably looking at the outcomes of COP26 with some, shall we say, dismay. But that dismay has to come from the point that they are, what was discussed at COP26 was nothing new to us. We already have environmental protection. We already have robust clean energy. We already have these measures and they've been in the pipeline in some ways, not just for, for a few months leading up to the conference, but several years and in some case, cases, several generations. And so for that reason alone, I think the UK was a good host. Thank you, James. Just in time. And Hazel, do you have a question for James? 
Well done, James. Some really great points there. But I want to pick up on one in particular, and that's our performance against the SDGs, because the SDGs are more than just environmental protection. So the first is no poverty. The second is no hunger. How do you match your comment that we are we can tick good or very good against all SDGs? in consideration of one and two, no poverty, no hunger, when we are in a situation here in the UK where we have an increased need for food banks, um, where we had a situation in lockdown of IT poverty preventing children from accessing their education. How can we say that we're good or very good against those two SDGs? My simple answer to that is name another country that doesn't have those exact issues. Unfortunately, although we are very, like I said, there are very easy to point out one or two goals where, and it is very easy to say what we haven't performed. But actually, those are universal around the world. I mean, one in 10 Americans are malnutrition and they're one of the richest countries in the world. So I think one of the things I would say about that is, yes, it is possible to see that. But when you actually look at the UK as a whole, we perform not brilliant, but good. And of course, there is still lots of room for improvement. Great answer. Thank you, James. Right. So we, we've had the, uh, the first argument and question and answer. And now we move on to Hazel. So you now have three minutes to argue on behalf of the UK being a bad COP26 host. And your time starts now. Thanks, Andrew. To debate this point, we need something against which we can objectively measure performance. If our debate was, was COP26 good, then we could use the four official conference goals. But our question is, was the UK a good or a bad host for the conference? So we need to identify what a good host is. The UN has no precise criterion. Their resolution on UN conferences is broad and largely procedural, as are the 23 steps in how to run a model UN conference. So in the interests of time, I'm going to use three basic principles. Firstly, ensure that everyone can reach you and that your venue can cope with the number of guests. Secondly, ensure you can manage the needs of your guests. And thirdly, ensure everyone can participate to the extent they wish to. So let's measure COP26 against these three. Firstly, clear guidance was given on the conference website on how to reach Glasgow. The venue, Scottish Event Centre, had ample meeting space, a dedicated train station and a close international airport. However, the SEC has only 1,500 bedrooms and there are only 10,000 more within two kilometres. 39,509 participants were registered, almost four times the accommodation capacity. The media reported participants flying in and out from UK cities on a daily basis or taking long bus or car journeys because the trains weren't working. Accordingly, I submit that the first principle has not been met. I've only got time to consider accessibility under principle two, and many of us saw the reports that Israeli Energy Minister Karine El-Harar was not able to attend the first day because her needs had not been considered properly. The Disability News Service reports several other issues too, including a lack of sign language interpreters, captioned sessions, and the closure of accessibility entrances. An investigation by Inclusion Scotland found that the venue was accessible, and they said the problems lay in 
in the way the event had been set up. So on that front, the second principle had not been met. With limited time left, I'm just going to say that these first two points also demonstrate a failure for the final principle. A climate change conference that forces participants to use unsustainable travel options is not supporting people to join. Similarly, those who can't get into the building or who need signed or captioned provisions to take part in sessions were not able to join in. I know there are good things that came out of the conference, but as I said at the start, our question is, was the UK a good host? And based on the principles discussed here, I submit with shame that it was not. And with 10 seconds remaining, thank you, Hazel. Your question, James? On your principles of what makes a good host, you said the inclusion. This was the most inclusive COP conference with representation from given uh, with priority to smaller, more vulnerable nations. Would you not state that although there were infrastructural issues, the COP did succeed in representing uh, lesser represented nations as an improvement over previous COPs? I think we need to wait for the final figures to come out. The, The figures that I've given you here are the provisional figures of registrants. My understanding from the data that is available that an awful, is that an awful lot of those smaller countries weren't actually able to attend in the end. They registered, so our intentions were good. We, we were welcoming for other smaller nations. We supported them, but they weren't actually able to attend. And so I can't answer your question. Our intentions absolutely were good. There were many good things about us. Whether or not Italy would have been a better location in terms of getting people in and around part of a larger landmass, etc. Not quite what we're arguing here, but that may have made a difference for smaller countries to actually be able to attend. We need those final figures, James, but it's a really good point. We did try to be really inclusive. Great. Thank you both for your arguments. And uh, as is tradition, we have 30 seconds for you both to provide your closing statement with James going and starting now. Uh, Thank you, Andrew. My closing statement is we were a good host because we were able to provide leadership in in a field which needs urgent leadership. We have shown that a developed, uh, densely populated country can indeed become sustainable. We showed that we can achieve what the conference set out, which is to become a a sustainable country in a modern world. Thank you very much. Lovely stuff. And Hazel, if you could provide your closing statement as well now. Thank you, Andrew. James is absolutely right. There is much to celebrate in what we did. However, hosting is much more than just what you are able to achieve. It's about bringing people in together. It's about allowing everybody to participate to the extent that they wish to. And it's about enabling that to happen within the theme of your event, which for us, of course, was sustainability. And that means sustainable travel, sustainable inclusion. Great. Okay. So, Thank you both for your arguments. Now it is over to our listeners. So having heard both arguments, do you think the UK was a good or bad COP26 host? Head to our webpage to vote now. And thanks for listening.